Tougher than Teflon. All this dope I stepped on. Re-up, get the rest gone. Been that nigga, what else you want? Power, power, respect. Power, power, respect. What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report. We're here to talk about all things power. We are here today to talk about episode eight of book four, Force. He ain't heavy. I, of course, one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is Carlos D. How you doing, sir? Can't complain. Another weekend, another recap. What's new with you, my man? Not much. Uh, ready to get into what's, I guess, uh, not necessarily, it's definitely not our mid-season finale, but sort of our uh, our breaking point before we get to the last two episodes of the season. Yeah, they always seem to take this two-week break. I don't, I don't know what that is about, what, why they just do it that way, but there seems to be always some break after episode eight across all the series. Uh, so I guess this is just our time, so we'll take a quick break next week, but then be back maybe the next week um, for episode nine. Indeed, indeed. Um, that being said, I got to be honest, um, while I didn't hate this episode, knowing that this was the episode you were going to put out before your break could have been better. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. I agree. I, I mean, they had a, a kind of a shock at the end which is kind of something they normally have some type of big death or somebody leaving the show or some type of big thing that happens in episode eight. And we got that, but it just wasn't a strong payoff for me. Um, and, we, and we'll get to, you know, what that happened when we get to that point. But I, I think they're just still doing the same thing that they've been doing throughout the course of this uh, entire season. Just small doses of like really nothing happening. Um, they just kind of moving the story along very slowly at at a, at a different pace. I feel like they recycle scenes a lot of times, or they just have scenes that are just kind of filler. Nothing really happens in the scene. There's just two having some type of quick conversation, but it's not really doing nothing to really advance the show or make me overly interested in the overall story. Like I'm still enjoying the show. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not giving me what I thought Tommy was going to give me. Um, especially since we waited so long and we had to go through. Tariq show. We had to go through Kanan's show, and then we finally get Tommy, which was one of the fan favorites, two years later after the original. And it's not a dud, but I mean, if this was a report card, it'd be C's and maybe low B's and not a lot of A's. I hear you. I totally hear you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it. I don't want to use the, the phrase "meh," but it kind of built my my hopes up because the 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 recap scene it pretty much hit every major point of the season uh leading up to this point and it was like yeah some some moves were made but at the same time it's just like i wasn't i wasn't blown away i was expecting to be blown away um honestly the 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 raid on the serbs was much more exciting um it would have made for a better break point mm-hmm. um you yeah, know felt Lily, like they peaked a long yeah a couple episodes ago yeah sadly and um Truthfully, I think it it would have been a better, you know, break point, uh, even if it's, you know, you do five episodes and you take two weeks and then you finish out the rest of the season because that it the, the stakes were higher. The action was up. You know, you get people dying left and right. Uh, you get you pretty, pretty much in the episode with Liliana getting shot. So it's like that's a good cliffhanger. Um, and especially for it to pick up the way it did. But what do we know? You ready to dive into this? Yeah, man. Let's get it. All right. So this episode picks up with business booming. 
Tommy has met up with uh, Chop Shop Auntie. And um, without any real questioning, the the Jewish butchers just seem to infiltrate the spot. <laughs> While this, I don't know if they were invited. It, it, I don't I'm know. It was seemed a little awkward. Nobody was upset about them being there. They just kind of the way they, this. yeah, the way they popped out and the way she kind of looked at them made me wonder, like, were they not expecting him? But maybe delivery. Tommy didn't tell them that they were coming. But I'm assuming they had to, you know, unless they just stalking them. So maybe they were surprised by the chop shop folks. I could see that. Um, but not a, not a ton. Uh, they pretty much are being presented with the new product, the non-glowing, more affordable product. And um, he is not playing around with his price. 55 a brick. Jeez. That's a lot, man. Yeah. So they're about to be rolling in that money. Especially um, since they made it seem like they could, they, you can't cut it. Right. Uh, you know, normally you, you pay a, a, a decent amount because you can stretch it two and three times depending on how good you are with like your chemistry chemistry but if this can't be cut they basically i mean i don't know how much they selling it for but they gonna have to sell it for a high price to get any of that money back on that brick on the on the key so it's crazy but they they seem down for it and i think they've all they both took three each um so it wasn't cheap but they didn't blink eye about taking at least at least some early product quickly indeed and honestly we find out later that business is indeed booming because they ready to re-up again um but this presents problems with production they need another cook mm -hmm. uh and he thinks to himself let me get my my newly <laughs> acquainted half brother into the drug game even though i told him i wanted him to have no parts of it any thoughts on that no, nah, it was just a weird the scene. I mean, this shows you about pride, though, in general, because, uh, and I think you're talking about the scene where they, they're fixing up grandma's house and JP's whining about money. Well, not whining, but he's concerned about money. And Tommy was like, yo, let me help you. Let me help you out. But I think it's just kind of managed pride. Like, he wouldn't take just the money. He wants to work for his money. Uh, and as somebody who doesn't like to ask anybody for anything, I, I, I definitely have a sense of that myself. I get it. Like, you don't want to be but hold it to somebody else or feel like somebody's always holding you up. Right. Um, so I respect JP not wanting just handouts from Tommy because Tommy has clearly given him money in the past. And from JP's point of view, Tommy appears to have wealth, um, but he's not willing just to take it. He wants to earn his money. So you got to respect anybody that's willing to work for their, for their, for their keep. Indeed. Um, but yeah, but does it make sense for him to hire his musician brother <laughs> to be a drug chemist? <laughs> I guess we're going to see long-term. Right. Uh, yeah. I, no disagreements on that. We get a real quick scene where we finally get a diagnosis for Father Flynn. Stage one lung cancer. Terrible right, thing. It, I know cancer is tough, but stage one is like the easiest stage. Like most people survive. Right. I'm, I'm surprised by his dickish ways throughout the rest of this episode. He seemed averse to treatment and then he still didn't want to do anything to kind of help his, let his kids know, end on it, even though it's very treatable um, and something that he probably will beat. So I didn't understand why he was still such an asshole, um, given that he knows his diagnosis is a, well, cancer is always bad. Nobody wants to get any type of cancer, no matter what stage, but stage one is the lowest stage. Um, so he's just an asshole to be an asshole, I guess. Yeah, just a, just a stubborn old man, like mm -hmm. just straight up. He's a stubborn old man. And I, I thought it was interesting that they made a point to, to label it as stage one, which made me think like, well, maybe they'll kind of set him up to be like, He's going to die eventually. 
and maybe they have him end up beating the cancer and coming back with a, a new, not necessarily new, but a more rejuvenated, ruthless leash on life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, time will tell. Uh, so in the midst of this, we get Claudia kind of pitching out to to Tommy about more uh, more avenues. Like, why are we not going through Vic? Why are we not going through CBI? And I, one thing I appreciate about this is that even though he hasn't been around them a ton, especially recently, the little bit of time Tommy was around them, Tommy was able to to kind of lock down and identify that there's definitely some internal conflict um, between the brothers Samson. Um, obviously, you know the fight, but like Tommy can tell it it's it's bigger than that, and uh, he his move is we don't. We don't move on CBI just yet, not until they work their shit out and whoever's in charge is in charge. But Diamond's the guy I'm messing with because Mm -hmm. I can there's a mutual respect there. It's on a business level as an OG level. And we know damn well, Jannard's not going to even even though Jannard wants to be a part of it. Jannard's not going to fall in line. How did you feel about that scene? Uh, I mean, it was Claudia still doing her same thing. Thinking she know know so much uh not listening to advice as we learn um later in the episode uh, but tommy's right you know you yes you want to get this out as to as many people as possible but you want to get it to stable people and, and if it's in fighting all that's going to do is kind of make you have to pick sides long term and you don't want to be in the middle of a war you just want to be you know your job is getting money not picking sides and not getting yourself involved in some civil or internal conflict um so he's you know Tommy, if it's if one thing Tommy is smart about is this drug game, uh, he tried to kind of explain it to Claudia, but I don't think she's just catching it. Uh, so I think you know, also I think that's gonna be her downfall, not wanting to listen, thinking she knows everything, and being too eager or too um, rushing into wanting to be all powerful without doing any of the work. You know, Tommy got since he was a teenager, thirty years of of this game in him, and she just doesn't want to listen to any of of his guidance. So I think it's going to be the downfall of her and Dolly, honestly. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, so speaking of the brother, Samson, why don't you go ahead and talk about that conversation in the barbershop? Uh, so the next scene, uh, basically, and this barbershop never seems to have any uh, customers. <laughs> it's like the worst barbershop in the history of the world. Uh, but he's giving his brother uh, a shave, and he's asking his brother, like, what does he think they should be doing long term? Um, granted, he's not the leader of CBI anymore, Jannard. Uh, but he still respects his brother's opinion and he still respects the 15 years his brother put into uh, the game. Um, so the brother was like, you know, you know, to be honest, he gave his real thoughts. He was like, I think we need to move in a certain kind of way that we don't think, you know, you're just kind of risk averse to do. Uh, but it's the best interest in our long term plan. Uh, so it seemed like the brothers, even though I don't think they are on the same page, they're at least playing nice. And I think Diamond is really letting his guard down when it comes to Jannard because he thinks his brother's like kind of like in his pocket. Um, but as we know, Jannard has bigger plans that don't include his brother. Uh, so what do you think of the Samson's trying to at least discuss amicable ways to build their business together? I think my favorite part of this scene, this back and forth on top of everything you said, is just the portrayal of these two brothers despite the impending civil war. They actually have a really healthy com- communication and like relationship. Like I'm not used to seeing this on TV. I don't watch a ton of TV anymore, but like I'm not used to seeing two black men that are ne- shit in, in general, let alone in the drug game, 
that her brothers like had this well of communication with each other. Um, and I, it, it still it still stands to mention that despite he's clearly going behind his back, Jannard does have a decent relationship with his brother on a on a brotherly level outside of the business. Um, so I really did enjoy that particular aspect of it. Uh, but we, we know, we know civil wars coming, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's no avoiding at this point. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really well done scene as far as, you know, him asking for advice, but also like kind of in the midst of all this, like, I don't feel like not once diamond has ever tried to like shit on Jannard. Like, he's like, look, man, I don't like if at most it's I don't like your decision, the decision you're trying to go with because of this reason or because of that reason. I don't feel like he's ever called like tried to talk down on him, call him stupid, like legitimately try to play him or anything like that. Like he 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 has genuine, genuine love and respect for his his brother. Um, It's just that, you know, he's in the position where he he has to be in his in his mind the the last the last decision maker um but yeah i thought it was i thought it was a really good scene um going into another really good scene we get tommy and liliana pretty much cementing everything we've been talking about in regards to their relationship that aside from the jokes and everything it's it's a stable it's a stable bond. It, it may not be a super strong bond due to time because it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But this is this is Tommy's real first bond. Because even I, I, I put this as a stronger bond than um, than his brother because it's, it's a different level. Um, who knows now that he's, as we'll see, going to be in the game. It, it may make their stronger, but the it, it's it's. It's what happens when two when two guys who played on a little league team go to different schools, like grade schools, and like either you know they fall, not necessarily fall out, but they reconnect like in college or another rec league or something like that. It's like oh man, like yeah, we used to we used to run together way back when, and like that you know I don't know anybody here, you don't know anybody here, and we're just bonding on on our mutual past. But I feel like they do have like a, a solid thing here. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I did love the fact that, you know, because you got to have the the the, um, the comedy aspect where she's just like where he's like, look, no one needs to know that we're brothers. He's like, well, two white boys with with washed blue eyes like no one. You don't think anyone's going to put that together. And to the point point where it made me laugh because i totally forgot like yeah she has no idea what what she's about to see mm-hmm. um how did you feel about that scene i mean i, I think it's yeah like i said it's a lot of them setting up their bonding they seem to be very close but i think this means the more they keep showing these two getting closer and closer together i feel like liliana ain't gonna be long for this world because yeah. they gotta give us some type of thing where something bad happens to her um because tommy just can't have this easy bosom buzzy happily ever after thing um, so i think they've been teasing a lot of her getting uh, finished, and I think at some point they, they maybe the season. Um, but at some point she 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 ain't making it long term about this game. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I enjoy all the scenes together. I enjoy Lily. Like I said, she's my new favorite character for uh 
the new people they've introduced this season. Um, definitely my favorite. She seems to have a good rapport with almost everybody she works with. Uh, really good chemistry with Tommy um, in this scene. Uh, so I enjoyed her. Uh, and like I said, it was definitely a funny um, comment when she was like, how you going to keep your brother a secret? You know, there's two random white boys with blue eyes, um, you know, not knowing that her brother, it, it did. We'll get into it later, but her, her when she finally meets <laughs> yeah. his brother. Oh yeah, we got to say that. Between him and uh, oh, yeah. as well. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have that. We're gonna have that. Uh, so this gives way to Detective or Officer Bennigan getting randomly pressed, and my first thought was, "Who cares? Yeah, exactly. um, who is this guy? Why are you shoehorning him in? He's probably going to get." And this is just us being people who have watched the show. Um, well, excuse me, the 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 universe. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to die. He, I mean, he's obviously presented himself as a random problem. He's oh, yeah. he's going to die. That's just... Benning is going to take him out pretty quick. Exactly. Or he's going to get... Well, I don't know Vic's an option anymore. He's going to get someone to take him out. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah. I, but yeah this, was, this was basically just a throwaway scene. Like, we barely exactly. know Benning. Who cares that he's getting distorted by some random other cop? So, uh, I mean, like I said, this was just filler to me. Indeed, they could have given it, given this uh, this scene, this scene time to the next scene, where we get Claudia finally stepping up to Da, and putting her foot down, like, "Look, whatever I'm into is mine." And Father of the Year, just straight up telling her, "Whatever I find out, when I find out whatever it is, I'm I'm crushing it, just cause I don't care if you're selling Girl Scout cookies on the low." It's a wrap whenever I find out whatever it is, because, again, best father. Any Anything on that? But, I, but, well, before I turn it over, I did like that this was her Vic moment. Vic has is, Vic is stood up to their father a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is her moment where she finally puts her foot down and like, look, you not not necessarily confessing this, but in fewer words, let's say, like, you didn't want me to play. So I went ahead and created my own lane and I'm doing this. I'm doing it for me. Like I'm not, I'm not going off of these side scrap assignments that you, you know, you're so gracious to give me. Um, so I, I, I appreciated her getting that scene. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like I said, uh, father of the year was just kind of doing the same thing. He's always been doing, uh, pushing his kids further and further away. Um, uh, but she needed this scene. Uh, she needed at some point to stand up her father, uh, because at some point there's gonna be some type of break between his family, and if every scene is just him kind of crushing them, then they need some type of thing to make you kind of want to root for them to separate themselves from themselves. You just don't want to see him just taking abuse after abuse after abuse. So good for her. Um, we'll see how it works long term, um, because a lot of things are in play when it comes to this family, and they might be about to go to war. So that may actually have to force them back together, even though right now it seems like they're in the, the break, the edge of breaking apart. Indeed, indeed. Um, so my next note is a big note. There are a few little mini scenes in between here that kind of just move a few things along. Did did you have anything? As far as what? Oh, uh, any of scenes. these any of these uh, little mini scenes? No, go through them real quick because I, I got to remember them exactly how they played out. Uh, one of them was Jannard putting out the 20 bands for info. Yeah, that was a quick one, yeah. Um, the other one was Father Flick trying to put um Vic onto um onto Claudia to find out what she's got going on. Um I mean th- that was another one where it was just kind of like nothing really going on. 
I think it was good that the uh, son is trying to knows he's sick and trying to force him to kind of include his family in it. But the uh, father was just being more of a dick. So it's, it's every scene with the father is just him being an asshole. So it's just kind of rinse and repeat. Indeed. So yeah, those are what happened in between. Uh, what I was the, the one of the big moments of the of the uh, excuse me of the episode, uh, which I was not expecting. But at the same time, as soon as it happened, my my shock lasted only three seconds when I was like, oh, yeah, renewal phase, like renewal limbo. Down goes grandma. Like, damn, like Tommy didn't get to have a conversation with her. I think he only got to see her that that initial first episode and grandma's out of here. Damn. What did you think about that? I mean, like I said, it's supposed to be like this emotional scene, but like we didn't know grandma. We saw that one time, so and we barely know JP. So if we knew JP more, or if we knew Tommy had kind of got a bond with his grandmother, and then she passed away, I think this scene would have been more impactful. But for me, it didn't really do much for me because we barely know JP to care about him. We don't know grandma at all, other than seeing her one time where Tommy had a quick interaction with her. And even when Tommy is learns of the news, he doesn't even seem that heartbroken about it because realistically, he didn't know this woman. I mean, I get it. He's probably hurt right. because she is his grandma uh, and she is a part of his family. He has very little family, but uh, he doesn't know her. There's very little connection to kind of tie us into having an emotional reaction to the grandmother being gone. And if they had did, the grandmother had a couple of scenes here and there or she was lucid when he even met her the first time and really showed some kind of warmth to him. Um, or he or they showed her him even going to visit her a couple of times, but it seemed like he went to see her that one time and never saw her again, um, and did only really connect with his brother. So I think they did a poor job of building up to this death, um, but I think it's going to ultimately pay off in some kind of way as we get to the end of this this episode. Um, so I think that's that they was using this as a, as a catalyst to set up a future interaction between Kate and her boys. Yeah, couldn't put it better myself. Uh, so we get a we get a, a really good scene, quick but impactful, where um, Lilian is pretty much sharing war stories with the with the good doctor, and I think this this definitely kind of cements well not I, I, I get, that seems to be my word these past couple of episodes cements um, this kind of leans even more on me agreeing with your theory um when we see the doc pretty much listen to liliana's uh hit list of um being beat up and bullied and abused and and shot recently um and she makes the she makes the 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 mention that like this has nothing to do with luck this is about staying ready and resiliency um and that, in the moment of like hearing that, I was like, and her her delivery was great as well. Uh, her realization, because like you know she's joking around and everything at first, uh, but when she hears that, she kind of snaps back to reality that like, no, this game, I'm having fun, but this game is dangerous. And my, I kind of I joined you in that thought. She gonna die. Yeah. Um, I hope not. I want to be wrong because with what we've been seeing with this with this season. And the whole, you know, renewal limbo aspect of it, I wouldn't be, I'd be shocked, but I, no, 
I wouldn't be shocked at this point, but I'd be sorely disappointed if they didn't have the faith that Liliana could carry into the next season or seasons. Um, so I hope I'm wrong. I hope she lives at least till season two, because now she's she's practically a staple at this point. How did you feel about that that back and forth? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think definitely they even gonna set up for some type of big thing, but I think she was kind of more warning the doctor. Like, uh, you know, this ain't all fun and games, and if you do want to continue into this path or continue to work in this business, it's dangerous. Um, you know, you think you're just kind of like a lady in a lab and nothing can harm you because you're not really involved in the, in the heavy side of it, uh, but this place is dangerous. The doing what we do is going to be dangerous, and if you want to be in the long term, you got to be prepared for a lot of different stuff. And she, you know, said she went through her battle scar. She's been sliced and shot and burned and beat up. And I feel bad for her. Um, but it's also, you can't be feel so bad for her because she's had many opportunities, even this season, where she come up with a decent amount of money and she could have left. And she, all she does is double back down because this is the life she loves and the life she knows. So um, I'm hoping Liliana doesn't have a premature death. But the way they keep on giving her to giving her to us i think they're going to end up taking her away from us so i mean we'll see how it turns out that's all we can do is kind of wait and see how what they end up ultimately doing but i think they're just giving us giving her too many good qualities about her to have her around long term this show is known for like yeah pulling pulling away the best people yeah julio's supposed to be in chicago with Mm -hmm. tommy and my and my rewriting and my fan fiction black grimace yes yep Julio Black and BG. Him. I wish Spank wouldn't have did what he did. Exactly. They they're supposed to be his crew in Chicago. They're supposed to be his backup, his muscle. Man, when <laughs> when you guys are listening to this ten years from now, and then in the next ten years when you're doing reboots of shows, this is how you need to do Tommy's series. Mm-hmm. But man, that oh, damn, that'd be a great team for him to take. You know, take on the road. Uh, so speaking of teams, Tommy gets an invite to join Walter's team, which I, I was not expecting that. Um, it seemed super out of left field again, pacing. Um, this seems like something that, that Flynn should have asked him next season, um, or a season after that. Yeah. Once he kind of established stuff, cause, cause right now I still don't know what Tommy brings to everybody's wanting to do business with him so bad. They barely know him. Um, at this point, he, Flynn doesn't know Tommy is down with Dahlia. All he knows is that him and the son has some maybe shady business dealings when it came to the Serbs. He suspects that. Uh, so I don't know why he would want Tommy, especially when four episodes ago, well, not four episodes, the first episode, he was starting to get the hell out of town and never come back. And right. even a couple episodes ago, he was threatening him outside of the bar. Exactly. So I don't know what this change of, this change of mind was triggered by, other than he thinks his son maybe was involved in the Serbs, and maybe he thinks Tommy... Uh, can be an easy out if they need some assistance with the Serbs. That's all I can really think of it. But, you know, Tommy being Tommy, basically told him to fuck off. Uh, right. And he wasn't interested in interested in any job interviews or any positions with the, fin, the Flynn family. Indeed. I think the other part of that that I, of that scene that was really big to me was he really stood up for Vic and Gloria's relationship, mm-hmm. um, which was a little shocking to me. But, we were getting a, a more evolved Tommy, which I thought was interesting. That like usually he'd have been like, whatever. I, yeah, I, I slept with her, but yeah, not no more. You know what I'm saying? And he would have moved on with it. But like, but even yeah, my, I can control. But even the follow up scene to this, 
Like normally I think Tommy oh, yeah. like that's not my business. But yeah. he heard the the threat that the senior made towards Gloria and his first response was not F it, that ain't my business. He went out of his out of his way to go warn um Junior yeah. and not only that gave him a clean car to get to make a getaway. So Tommy definitely has evolved and um it, it also shows that he if he finds people he really messes with, he really has even if it's a short period of time if he connects with them, uh, he really will do all he can to kind of protect them. Because he's not really doing it for, for Vic. He don't care about Vic as much. But even his short couple of times with Gloria, and it wasn't just about sex. He, I think he really did find a nice bond with her. Um, and he really doesn't want to see any harm come to her. And that's why he was willing, so willing or so eager to help out Junior uh, with, with an escape plan. Yeah, definitely a shocker. Um, so... Bad decisions being made. Claudia is going to learn the hard way one of these days. One, I don't know if it's just going to be a business slap on the wrist or she's going to get into a physical altercation with someone for not listening to Tommy. Yeah. Uh, goes, I mean, I don't know if this was just like a misinterpretation of taking initiative or what, but this is, this is partially her... Uh, just getting another lesson in protocol. Uh, and this time from somebody who's not even on your team. Uh, she she hears that, you know, Diamond is Tommy's guy. And she wants it so bad, she decides to go herself directly to Diamond. And I, I love that Diamond ran down the protocol and put her in her place of like, yeah, this is not how, with the, you know, in so many words, this isn't how business is really done. So, no thanks. Mm-hmm. You and know, I'm going to talk. Figure yeah. out her whole scheme, realized that she was not acting in the best interest of her partners. Uh, and he was telling her, yo, I can't mess with that because I know, I need to know the full scope of everything that's going on. So if nothing else, Dominic ain't no idiot. He he is is just true when it comes to this business. And he also is smart when it comes to, he doesn't even know Tommy's her partner. But not messing, similar to what Tommy was saying. If he knows there's some type of friction in your organization, it ain't no point in getting in bed with y'all because then I get caught up in that friction and I don't really need all that. So, you know, he played it smart. And Claudio, once again, for like the third or fourth time, went behind Tommy's back. Um, so I, she can't keep doing this. At some point, they're going to realize they don't need her no more. They got the doctor now. They got the lab. They got the uh, distribution network. I, I, I'm asking myself every episode, what is Claudia now bringing to the table? What what what, what is she still, what is her value to this organization as we know it of right now because Tommy set up all the deals with the, the, the Jews he set up the deal with uh, the auto body shop uh, all she really brought to the table was the drug and between his brother being a cook his right hand woman being the other cook and then the doctor being kind of firmly wanting to be um, more bond to Liliana than she is Claudia what's Claudia doing what's her role well we know pretty soon she's going to be a, a figure piece um but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, so back at the the Flint estate, Pauly once again being the voice of reason, um, trying to talk down Walter, and you know, getting understanding like, look, man, your clock is ticking, and you need to figure this out. Like, you need, you need to figure out what's going on with your your empire, uh, who's gonna take it, and where are we gonna go from here? Mm-hmm. Because 
your original options are slipping out right from beneath you. Vic not necessarily isn't ready, but he he is very adamant that he is not going to do this the way you want him to do this. Um, Claudio actually wants to do this, but you want her to have no part in it. So you you really need to figure this out. Um, and for the most part, the biggest thing I took away from this was that despite his um, his jackassery, uh, Walter really does respect Polly's input. His, uh, he him being the voice of reason mm-hmm. uh, to the point where damn he was going to well he initially laid out the orders to put a hit on Gloria because wow uh, but Pauly being our uh, our gentle right hand man was like yeah I never I never started that I never put that on uh, what did you think about that scene I, I think t- Pauly made a really good point in this scene where he talked about the family business and how can you have a family business if you don't have a family to kind of go to? And it, and it goes back to a point that I think more people should kind of get involved to, involved in is that just because a person is your family, whether it be your parent, your brother, uh, your children or whatever it may be, if they treat you badly and horribly, you don't have to keep continue to engage with them. Just because they brought you into this world or you brought them into this world doesn't mean they should be able to treat you horribly all the time and you still keep coming back for more. And I think Senior really needs to learn this. He thinks that his kids just owe obligation to him because he's their father and he's a part of their family, but they don't. And and you see it with both of them. He keeps treating them badly and they're doing everything they can to pull themselves out away from him. And pretty soon he won't have a family left. He may still have this Flynn criminal empire, but he won't have his true family anymore um, because he's just not treating them right. Um, and I think he may have finally a little bit grasped it in this particular scene. Um, the interaction with um, what I call a mustache, but I know it's Paulie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think hopefully he he's finally coming around a little bit uh, to the idea that if he keeps pushing his family away, at some point they're not gonna come back. Yeah, this is definitely a, a possible outcome. Uh, so I think that scene broke away to what we already talked about as far as Tommy giving Vic the the heads up mm-hmm. that something's coming down. Um, but, uh, the next scene is, oh man, right. <laughs> you to put them in the, in the professor category. Cause I feel like this is just like what you used to always say about book two. They're in a different, They're in show? A different show. Yeah. Yeah. They don't belong in this show. And yeah. I care nothing about her story. I care nothing about her being him figuring out who she was and no, no time at all. Uh, her coming clean. I don't, I just don't. When they on the scene, I feel like it's just a waste of time. I don't unfortunately, unfortunately, that that does seem to be the case. Uh, the only the only kind of thing I liked about it a little bit was that she was actually her the point of interest was actually going to be Elijah. Yeah. Um, that was the so wrinkle like, we learned. Yeah, but other than that, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we get a quick scene of Tommy looking over the old photos and video. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty much TV and movie 101. He's not ready to, to process it yet, so he buries it mm-hmm. in symbolism. Uh, but the next scene he lived in an old was, firehouse, though. I mean, control, but that's kind of dope. Oh, no, no, you old firehouse with the, uh, he got a fire pole and everything. The pole? Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. That was dope. I didn't realize yeah, that Yeah, I mean, was. I feel like once you introduce the pole, he has to slide, or Liliana has to slide down the pole at least once, just okay. for fun. That'd be fun. Like you can't, you can't do that and not, you can't have that and not do it. Um, but yeah, 
the the next scene was very interesting. Uh, we get Gloria, not Gloria. Wow, Claudia, pitching to Tommy that like, look, I want to do more. Um, and surprisingly, with no no hesitation, Tommy gives in. Mm-hmm. She wants to be the kind of the the face of the brand on the high end scene, uh, the clubs and and whatnot. And Tommy obliges, like, all right, you got the high end stuff. I got the streets. But make no mistake, um, anyone messes with you, including your father, because now with her being putting her face out there, it's going to be made. It's going to make it back to 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 Father Flynn. Yeah. And she um, told him what her father said it was going to happen. Uh, yeah. Once he knows what she's into, he gonna try to crush her. Um, but she basically, yeah, she turned her business partner to her father's enemy. So how is that going to work long term? I don't know why she needs to have the spotlight so bad. I get it that she's always been put in the back by her uh, parents. But when you're doing illegal activity, the furthest place you need to be is, is in the spotlight. You should always not let people know who you are. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe she just felt this. I think it must really play back to the fact that she feels low value from her from her family and in the own family business that she's just seeking this validation. That's going to ultimately be, I think, her downfall. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I felt like there were definitely some layers to this because I was like, why, why is he so like, you know, she's, she's on that youngster. She wants the, she wants the influencer route. She wants to be the brand ambassador. Um, and Tommy, I, the layers to it was like, okay. And this is just speculation. I was like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Uh, do your thing. And the reason, uh, like a little mini possible tinfoil hat theory is like, well, he saw what happened to Ghost when he went public. Obviously not as a drug lord, but like he, him wanting his face out there, it made things harder for for, for Ghost. Uh, Tommy, although he was a partner so off and on, he wasn't too affected by Ghost's public, you know, shenanigans. This could be like a two birds, one stone sort of thing. Like, okay, we get in the clubs, but if you get pinched because you're out there, um, you're on your own. But as I told Liliana, at some point we got to get rid of you anyway. So if you do the job for me, cool. If you don't and we still get paid, still cool. Um, but that's, that's, that's speculation. That's just speculation. Um, you got anything else on that before we move on? Nah, I think he happily will let her put a target on her back. So it's going to play out how it's going to play out. Yeah, and that that's just another brilliant way to put it. Like, she refuses to listen to the lessons that he's given. I mean, sometimes you got to kick the, the, the chicks out of the nest and see if they can fly. Um, and she, she desperately wants out of the nest. She wants the training wheels off. So we're going to find out. Uh, so we get a quick scene where Vic catches up to Glow, and he he fully chooses her. Um, sold the land, paid off her debt. So I guess we ain't never gonna see that bar again. Um, yeah, he he picks her, and and no one else but her. Anything on that before we move on? No, I'm just glad he finally did it. He yeah, made it to her. Uh, <laughs> it didn't work out long yeah, time. What but... could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad at least at some point in his life he made her, her the number one priority. So that was cool on Vic's part. Indeed, indeed. So we get something that 
honestly, with better pacing, wouldn't happen until next season. Uh, we get D-Mac being funny and uh, warming up to Tommy. Um, Tommy. I mean, we also found he was like a human calculator somehow. Yeah, which was random, but like, all right, cool. Um, and I thought it was about to go to the thing that he was going to uh, dump JP and make him the cook because he was so good with numbers <laughs> and metrics. But, uh, you know, we learned long term that doesn't. But we, you knew at some point they was going to find a way to bring the family all together. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this is just kind of the setup to kind of lead into that. But it was funny when this dude was like literally doing crazy math. Because <laughs> at first when he was like, give me a hard one, I thought Tommy was going to try to just give him some numbers. But I was like, how the hell is Tommy going to know if it's right or not? And then Tommy, of course, pulled out a calculator. But dude was hitting him. So, yeah. Young boy is, is uh, apparently a genius. Um, but, you know, more drawn to the streets than he is to a classroom. And he, right. but he even had an explanation that he explained that the math was so overwhelming in his head that he couldn't really focus on other things. So, of course, everybody thought he was a dummy. Uh, but in actually, he didn't understand how he saw the world and how, you know, truly get the dick boy where he was. So it was definitely a cool scene and a fun scene. Um, and I want to see how it's going to be long term. Uh, especially what we learned at the end end of this episode about what yeah. Tommy ends up learning about DMAC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, as soon as he says, I think I have a spot for you, I'm like, okay, he's... I, I'm like, is he going to be on the corner? Which, I think he'd be too exposed by himself on the corner, but, like, is he going to be the dude running the money? Um, but, know. you know, we'll see. We shall they see. Don't really explain, they, we never see him again working together, so we don't know what the long-term plan is. Right. But obviously it's like, okay, well, at some point there's got to be another team meeting and these guys are going to have to come face to face. Um, But before we get to that, JP has met Liliana (laughs) and this uh, protect Liliana at all costs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Having a ball. Having a ball. Over everything he's saying. He just ain't regular running the meal stuff. And she's (laughs) smitten. Right. She said, damn, your mom made some fine ass babies. <laughs> and the unison thank you was just icing on the cake. Uh, but I also I, I like JP being a little bit of a of a square uh, um, talking about the cake and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But Liliana being the hornball, like, I, I see what you did. <laughs> just just well, yeah, I mean, silly. I feel like this woman, really, uh, the actress or whatever, she's really good at, you know, her chemistry with almost every character. Yeah, she's on, killing on it. Show. Yeah, she she finds a way to bond with them or on on screen just you know kind of connects with everybody uh so it was another just kind of quick scene um and just kind of introducing jp to this lifestyle of what he's gonna be doing long term uh but liliana really stole this scene uh, like she does most of the scenes she's in yeah they they should have gave her more more speaking lines in the original power yeah and i don't uh, even remember from the first time around so yeah and who knows? She might not have been the same act. I, it's it's clearly the same actor, but she might not have been as comfortable as an actor back then. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um. So I'm looking forward to more of that, more of this Tommy's band of rascals. He's got like it's it is the most awkwardly put together crew ever. Like he went from having a bunch of street dudes to um a a pampered rich girl already in the, well, in a drug family, um, <laughs> an old associate, an old coworker, uh, a doctor who initially wanted nothing to do with this, was blackmailed into it. 
Um, his brother now, and unbe- unbeknownst to him, his his nephew, mm-hmm. this knuckleheaded kid, it's it's a lot. It's like his his new crew is a lot. Like he he got to get a couple of hitters, like some actual hitters, because right now the only people I'm I'm expecting to really do some work is Liliana and uh, and Dmac. Um, but yeah, so we get. There's a few little there's a few little quick scenes. Oh my god, I how can I forget this? The pilgrims got <laughs> yeah, Dahlia. It was weird. <laughs> the pilgrims got Dahlia. Let's go ahead and talk about uh <laughs> Blackston, so, uh, and, Blackston Marshall. and Marshall come back and realize that they know who is finally moving. At least they have intel on who had some Dahlia on the streets. And to them they think it's a bunch of pilgrims. And um, Jonathan's like, what are you talking about? You're very confused. Uh, until they describe him and he realizes they Hasidic Jews. Why they thought they was pilgrims? I don't know. I don't know what the connection is. I guess because they wear the hats and the way oh, pilgrims used to dress. Um, but he made a very good point at the end. That they need to take their ass downtown to the city college <laughs> and take some history classes because they clearly don't understand what pilgrims are or who the pilgrims are. Um, but yeah, this I think this was just a fun comic scene. A comedic scene that was going to set up the, the later scene. Um, go ahead and go into that scene. Um, so, you know, Jannard, of course, I mean, and this is why I don't think he needs to be in charge of CBI, um, because he has very little tact or very little, he, he doesn't really think himself out or think his plan out. So his plan was to run up on the pilgrims and try to get some of the Dahlia product, which he does in a very unfortunate way, um, because unlike the real pilgrims, these people don't back down. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. unfortunately he has to um, in one of Marshall's men uh, in, broad, in daylight. broad daylight probably cameras around I, I doubt they don't have people come in some type of security going in and out of their building so are uh, the pilgrims going to be looking for CBI moving forward once they find out their brother is gone um, so and, and, I, and I still don't understand what his long term plan was okay he gets one vial of Dahlia that doesn't get him any closer or, or any more connected to the distributor or a big supply of the product. So he, I think his short-term thinking uh, is going to blow up his chances to really get involved with this product. Cause he, he really gained nothing from this interaction with, um, with this Jewish guy. Go ahead and go into the, uh, to getting Gary on board. Uh, yeah. So that led to the next thing. So next thing we know, we got a uh, crooked eye cousin i don't even know his name <laughs> i can't remember either yeah so they go to meet him and he's oh, like, cousin buddy cousin buddy yeah yeah yeah. so they go to meet cousin buddy at the their meeting spot him and blackston uh and cousin buddy's like yo what are you talking about bro i ain't, i'm not into no designer shit i'm not interested in any of this type of stuff uh i want the cold hard tried and true coke and and, and heroin that we can move easily through gary um but like everybody else who's tried this product one sniff of it one taste of it gets you immediately full into um wanting to be in business with this day so in exchange for a promise of bodies and bullets he promises to give them a connection to dolly and moving forward uh how he's gonna do that i don't know uh, i guess his long-term plan is maybe just to keep robbing the jews but i, I i'm still confused as to what Jannar's long-term plan is when it comes to trying to acquire dahlia or be a distributor of it when right now all, he, all he's done is killed somebody for one vial uh so what would you think of it um i was kind of on the same page i was because at first i was like 
okay, how do you plan on getting your hands on it to move? But uh, now he just has them in waiting. Um, you know, when he's going to investigate and find the source. And when he finds the source, he's going to call them in as backup, you know, extra muscle to, to take it. Um, because like, I was like with you, I was like, okay, you got a little bit, but like, this is again, kind of playing to Jannard's strength as a street businessman. Um, yeah, that was a smart play. Like, you know, you, he knows firsthand just how well the shit hits. It's like, let me show these guys what they missing and tell them like, all right, when I figure out where the, the supply is we we getting paid for real for real and you know they tasted it so obviously they they on it um so again we you know Jannard making moves outside of the scope uh interesting like it, it's an interesting play and i'm curious to see how it how it comes about i'm curious to see if if cousin buddy and crew make it to the second season cuz the way things are going especially in regards to the next scene, um, I wouldn't mind seeing them more. Freddie Gibbs is is doing his thing as his part. I, you you don't you're not supposed to make fun of people with, with disabilities or anything like that. But it's something about his facial expressions when I know that he's wearing like a, a contact lens to make his eye look like that. It's killing me, um, and I think it's only because I I kind of know uh, what a. Anything else on that before we go to the next scene? No, I think we need to kind of get into Miss Gloria's fate. Oh, boy. It's one of those things where as soon as the scene starts, it's like, well, we know how the if you watch enough TV, mm -hmm. we know how this goes, unfortunately. And it was sad. Like, I thought, honestly, you know, obviously, if you're if you're listening, you know how you know what happens. They get ran up on and shot at. I thought Vic was going to go down. Mm -hmm. It looked like he got a shot in the head. That's what I thought. Apparently not. Sadly, poor Gloria takes one to the face. Tragic. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, again, pacing, she could have, even if you had to get rid of her, she could have made it another season, at least. And the, the actress was doing a very good job. Like, I would have, you know, I would have liked to see more development with her. Maybe another, you know, another kind of pawing at the possible love triangle thing where maybe she can't quite quit Tommy just yet. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we didn't write it. What did you think of the scene? Uh, I mean, it was it was it was cool. Uh, I think this she it had to, it had to end like this, though, because they're not going to move Junior out the show so soon. And with him leaving town with her, it would be no reason for him to come back. But now he has a reason to stay involved, stay invested in his father's empire. Um, because I think initially he might think his father, or even Tommy might think that his father did something. Um, but the fact that he saw the killer was a Serb, I think he's going to know that he needs to be connected to his family. Uh, not only to protect himself, but also to seek this revenge that he's going to want for Gloria. Um, it, it's sad that it had to come at her expense, but I think given what they did to build up to this part of this episode, that was the only way to keep him on the show. Because he's gone. He's on his way out of town with her and if she doesn't get killed, no more needed for Junior to be around. So, um, sad for Gloria. Um, but I think it was a cool 
Uh, I think it it's a decent death for episode eight. Um, they didn't give us anybody that we was crazily attached to because Gloria was kind of, ever since her and Tommy stopped kind of fooling around, she hadn't really been in that many episodes. She had been in only a handful of scenes. Uh, but now uh, it gives Vic some drive and the storyline for his own moving forward. So I, I'm interested to see what the plan is. It looks like they're going to be a wolf to serve moving forward. Um, I want to see how Tommy's going to be involved in that. Does he seek revenge because Glow gets taken down? Because, uh, you know, we just talked about earlier how he had some type of connection with her enough that he didn't want to see her hurt. Uh, does he blame the Flynn father at first and, and maybe try to get some revenge before he feels out the truth? We got to see where all that's going, how that's, how her death is going to kind of affect all these different characters on the show. Well, not all the characters, because it really only affect two people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Junior and um, Tommy. Indeed, indeed. So as we begin to round out this episode, uh, we get Tommy making the connection. Um, him finally uh, repaying DMAC by uh, tailing him mm -hmm. to learn, you know, learn who he's he's letting on the team. Uh, he finds his little stash box and uh, finds a picture of DMAC and his brother JP and makes the connection. Um, this, of course, gives way to him going back to his pictures and having a bit of crisis, inner crisis himself with family and uh, being kept away from members of your family against your knowledge. And of course, the, the, the stinger of the episode, the tail end, the, the bookend, I should say, we get our queen in denim, Kate, because we knew she was coming at some point. We knew she was coming. Uh, they very good job on the swerve of making it seem like Tommy was actually going to go through and call her. Mm -hmm. um, and Mike, I, I think you, you make that scene even better by having Tommy call her and it being busy, mm -hmm. him getting like a busy signal or it going straight to voicemail uh, because she gets a call. And as, as we, we both called JP couldn't take it anymore and decides to call her. Yeah, and that's and, where our episode ends. Yeah, and she knows it's her son, and not the not the white one. She can tell by the voice <laughs> that it's definitely not the white son. Uh, so I mean, I'm very curious to see what happens with Kate moving forward. Uh, I want to see how that conversation goes. I want to see if she comes up to Chicago. How Tommy's reaction is going to be once he finds us that finds out that JP called out, reached out to her. Uh, so that's going to all be uh, something that's intriguing that I'm looking forward to when they come back for episode nine. Um, but right now we're in a two week hiatus and uh, you know like I said not a great episode but enough to keep me still invested still want to see what the outcome is going to be long term but I I just hope that given that we do get a season 2 that they kind of tighten up some of this stuff moving forward cut some of the, the crappy scenes and, and just kind of give us more uh, sustenance when it comes to some of these scenes anything you looking forward to as we get into the final two episodes of the season um Hmm, that's a very good question. I'm I'm curious to see just how far they go with the last episode when they know that to a degree they they have a bit of a fresh start. Um who who they've prematurely killed in preparation of well in the idea of them not possibly getting a second season. Um I'm Mirkovich has to pop back up eventually 
He's only got two more episodes. Um, and does he go directly after Flynn or does Flynn go after him first? Mm-hmm. Uh, and but more importantly, I I'm curious to I, I don't know. I feel like a part of me is just telling me that for whatever reason, I think the best acting of this series um, or at least this season is going to go down between the final face to well, the 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 final confrontation of JP and DMAC. Um, I think, I, I don't know, I think I have this high hopes of they're going to kill that scene, not just in acting, but in content and dialogue. What about you? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of little things looking forward to. We got a lot of family, familial issues to work out um, across all the different families. How's uh, Junior going to react to Glow's death? Is that going to push him close to his dad? Uh, what's going to really happen with Claudia once they figure out that she's uh really has gone her own business way and then more importantly what's going on with this jp his son and his mom that's three a, a three-way triangle that we got all got to figure out jp has a lot of family family issues that he needs to work out um so i, I, I didn't i forgot about the, uh, the samson brothers they all got some family issues to work out so this this show's really turned into a really a lot of different families dealing with a lot of internal struggles and we'll see how they all ultimately end up resolving them so um like i said i'm still interested and in looking forward to what they do with these final two episodes. Hopefully they can give us something really, really strong to close out on and have us really ready and committed to a season two. Indeed, indeed. So as we stated, uh, the next episode won't be for another two weeks. Uh, just a programming note, we might be a day or two, well, maybe a day off um, on our usual upload. Uh, but if not, disregard what I'm saying uh, because we're both going to be coming from uh, out of town is an understatement, uh, but from a from a trip, so we will we will get the episode up as soon as possible. So if it's not up, you know our usual Tuesday, don't fret, it'll be up soon. Anything else before we get out of here? Nah, man, I think uh, you hit it hit uh, hit it well. Close indeed, us out, indeed. You know where to go ahead. I was saying, close us out. All right, you know where to find him. He is the PLP podcast or conversations with Carlos D on everything. I am off the clock podcast. O F F T H a clock pod on uh, pretty much everything. Uh, be sure to look up other older episodes of the power post game report under the PLP podcast or conversations with Carlos D. So you could uh, join the journey and, and check in with some of our, uh, <laughs> our more far fetched theories as well as a, uh, our theories on book two ghosts as um, you get ready for uh, that show to return eventually. So for myself, triple D and he is Carlos D. We'll see you guys next time.